section sixty three of the inheritance by susan edmonstone farrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume two chapter twenty nine o scene of fortune which dost fair appear only to men that stand not near cowley and now visions of earthly bliss of pomp of power of pleasure began to float before those eyes scarce dried from natural tears but gertrude had not now so much time as formerly to indulge in the idle day-dreams of romance with her change of situation the penalties of greatness came thronging upon her unthought of claims upon her time her talents her attention followed in rapid and never-ceasing succession and she found with surprise and disappointment that the boundless freedom she had so fondly anticipated as the attribute of power was farther from her than ever to will indeed was hers but how many obstacles intervene to the accomplishing of the will even of the most absolute obstacles which conscience itself raises as barriers against the encroachments of self-indulgence and natural inclination in which though as thin air to some are as rocks of adamant to others but lady rossville possessed a more powerful monitor than even conscience would have proved in the person of edward lindsay une femme attaisée à gouverner says a french satirist pour vous que ce soit un homme qui s'en donne la peine and the truth of the assertion gertrude seemed in a fair way to realize ardent and enthusiastic in her nature and as such always prone to fall into extremes the sense of dependence she felt towards her cousin as the only person on whose judgment and rectitude she could safely rely would gradually have assumed the habit of implicit deference to most of his views and opinions not from conviction for on many subjects they widely differed but simply because like many other people she loved to be directed in matters where her affections were not concerned and was always ready to sacrifice her judgment provided it did not interfere with her inclination there is indeed much of luxury to an indolent or a fanciful mind in thus casting its cares upon another while it floats calmly along in undisturbed serenity or abandons itself to the thick-coming fancies of its own imagination in every situation of life this disposition alas has its dangers but how much more in those gifted ones whom god has set on the high places of the earth but mr lindsay was not a person to take advantage of this flexible form of mind he had too much delicacy to assume any authority or interfere in any department openly too much honour to use his influence in an indirect or underhand manner he aimed to guide her principles not to direct her actions to strengthen her mind not to govern it 
but above all he strove to impress upon her the responsibility of the duties assigned her the account which would one day be required of the talents committed to her but such doctrine even though uttered in the mildest and most persuasive accents still sounded harsh to ears just opening to the blandishments of the world imagination had stretched a broad and flowery path in endless perspective before her and she recoiled from that straight and narrow way which the christian pilgrim has been commanded to tread life young life's enchanting scenes were now bursting on the sight in all their exquisite but transient delusive beauty and at that joyous season when the common air the earth the skies seemed to the exalting heart to breathe of opening paradise how does it turn from the holy precepts the solemn admonitions of divine truth as from that which would annihilate all that is delightful in existence so felt the child of prosperity as she looked on all the pride of life and with the fallen cherub was ready to exclaim o earth how like to heaven if not preferred but with all her faults and they were many gertrude was not one of those selfish sordid spirits whose enjoyments centre solely in their own gratification her nature was lofty and her disposition generous but her virtue was impulse her generosity profusion she wished to diffuse happiness around her and she imagined she had only to scatter money with a lavish hand and it would necessarily spring up bearing the fruits of peace and love and virtue and joy like all enthusiastic novices her schemes of philanthropy if schemes they might be called which plan had none were upon the most magnificent scale and it was with mortification she beheld her baseless fabrics melt away beneath the plain practical results of mr lindsay's rational benevolence schools were the only establishments for which she could obtain his concurrence and even there she thought his ideas much too humble a plain schoolhouse was an odious frightful thing she must positively have it elegant if not expensive and the children must be all prettily dressed and she drew a design for the building and invented a uniform for the children both so classical and so unique that she was all impatience to behold these models of her taste and fancy realized there was another object which gertrude was still more anxious to accomplish and that was to make the happiness of william leslie and anne black by providing him with a church but the one for which her cousin had applied had been given away by lord rossville and there was no immediate prospect of another vacancy occurring even mr lindsay could not assist her here for his interest was already deeply engaged but he was little less desirous than herself of befriending a young man whose amiable character evangelical doctrine and mild attractive manners were more powerful recommendations than aught that rank and beauty could have urged matters were in this state when anne accompanied her father and mother one day on a visit of condolence to rossville while miss pratt as usual did the honours of the mansion 
to the seniors of the party lady rossville took her cousin apart to converse with her on the subject for although too modest and diffident to make a direct application there was an anxious appeal in her pensive countenance that could not be misunderstood she at once frankly owned that the cause of her dejection proceeded from the apparent hopelessness of her prospects but is the want of a church really the only obstacle to your union inquired gertrude alas no said her cousin mournfully my father and mother and indeed my whole family oppose it now more than ever because of the superior establishments my sisters have got and they talk of the degradation i am bringing upon them all by such a poor connection till i am sometimes ready to give it up in despair and so i would were it only my own happiness that is at stake that i would willingly sacrifice to theirs but william loves me so truly and has loved me so long ever since we were children and to give him up now i am sure would break both our hearts here anne dropped some natural tears but wiped them soon and in a firmer tone added but i am wrong very wrong to give way to such desponding thoughts if it is god's will we shall yet be happy in his good time and if he sees good to disappoint us i trust we shall both be able from our hearts to say his will be done gertrude was for an instant smote with the difference of her cousin's sentiments from her own her meek submission her humble acquiescence seemed as a reproach to the wayward feelings of her own rebellious heart but quickly she dispelled the gathering conviction she cannot love as i do thought she or she could not reason thus hers may be virtue but it is not love End of section sixty three